thing I always seek from God is God's favor. Uncommon favor. Because I believe that when you have favor with God, there's no place you cannot enter. I said on Thursday that you have favor with God and must also have favor with men. Some have favor with God, but not favorable before men. <laughs> Some have favors with men, but don't have favor with God. But I want both. And seek for the first and the second. And I quoted the life of Jesus, that he had favor with what? With God. And also favor with men. Once you have favor, any place you enter, everybody forget about your mistakes. When you are favored, the light is on you. Wherever you walk, attention is on you. God's attention is on you. You yourself are not aware, but God's attention is on you. You can be among millions. You will be selected. That's exactly what happened to David. He wasn't even where? In the meeting. If it's church like he wasn't at church. And God has sent his servant go to Holy Ghost Temple and go and select this guy, anoint him to do this. And the prophet filled his horn. A prophet who have gone on retirement. He went on retirement because the people said they wanted a king, so he gave him the king. So he went back to his home, Rama, to go and stay on retirement home. And he was there and God spoke to him. Go and anoint. Go to Jesus' house. I will show you somebody to anoint. Let's read it. Now the Lord said that, how long will you mourn for Saul? Because he was still crying for Saul. Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel, the favor of the Lord was lifted off from Saul. Whenever God's favor is taken out of you, you can struggle, you can maneuver, you can have. Look, whatever you do, it won't succeed. Saul, the favor that was upon Saul was left because I want to place it on another man. So, but the prophet like me was still have a heart. And God said, look, don't mind that guy again. My fever have left him. Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over the people of my Israel, fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. Then look at his answer. And somebody said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he knows Saul. He knows 
how powerful kings can be. Say, fill your home. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will what? He will kill me. But the Lord said, he knows Saul that he has the ability to kill. When God's favor leaves you, you think everybody's your enemy. Instead of Saul to sit in the palace to rule, he spent all his time trying to chase this small boy. There are several times David, when he was, after he was anointed, he had the chance to kill Saul. But he knew the favor is upon him. He doesn't need to kill a man to have his position. When God favors you, you don't destroy somebody to become what you are. So, Samuel, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. He will destroy my business. He will do everything to frustrate me in life. Because where he is, you're giving him that authority and giving him the sword. But the Lord said, take a high with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. God is very smart. <laughs> he knows there's evil in the mind of men. God will protect, but because he, the prophet was afraid, why should this prophet be afraid? You are old. You are on retirement. <laughs> Close your grave. What do you fear again? Everybody feel. Even if you are 90 years, you still fear death. If you are 100 years, you still fear to die. Huh? It's not only 24 years they feel. All of us. Take it. Go and sacrifice. He went to the place, said, go anoint him. Favor was on David. But that particular time, David was not around. His brothers might have, he might have this, not, he might not have favor in the house. He was just sent to go and do the menial job. Probably he had, he wanted to be enlisted in the military. And in those days, when they look at you, you want to go to military, they look at your height, your stature. These days, you have to look at the brains. So when, to become a king, you need to be like a military commander-in-chief, a military person. You should be able to lead the people into warfare. And you should have the stature. You should have the, you should look, you don't look like me, this small man here. You must be built up that when you face your enemy, even looking at you, they'll be afraid. So he saw his elder brother, military officer, said, this one can be a general. But I've rejected him. He went around, went around, and nobody. And somebody said to Jesus, are all the young men here 
Then he said, there remains here the what? The youngest. And there he is, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him. For we will not sit down till he comes. When God favors you, When the favor of God falls on you, everybody will have to stand and wait until you come. You might be rejected by many people, but those who reject you will have to wait for you. That is favor. Favor have landed on the son of Jesse called David. Nobody thought David could be. He wasn't the qualified person. He wasn't the firstborn. He wasn't the secondborn. He was the lastborn of Jesse. You know his great-grandmother, Ruth, not even an Israelite. And the Moabite will not even enter. They were not permitted. But grace, grace can bypass everything and bring you to that place. If he's an Akan, he doesn't, but matrilineal, on Ben Hukrai, but the grace of God. Do not look at your background. It doesn't care which family you came from, what tribe you came from, what color you have, what type of English you speak, what school you attended. Grace will move and bypass everything and choose you. He said, look, that is the one I want to choose. Let people talk. I don't care. He sent him to go anoint him. And this David, till today, when we are talking about Jesus, we talked about him. When grace finds you, wherever you are, it makes things very easy for you. Very easy and simple. Very, very, very easy for you. And grace is very important for all of us. Favor is good. Let's look at Proverbs 3, verse 1 to 7. I love that scripture very well. My son, do not what? Tell someone, do not forget my law. But let your what? Your heart do what? Keep my commands. Where to keep the command of God is in your heart. If you keep it in your mind, the mind will analyze it. Situation will come and you look at it, say, ah, this thing I'm doing, will it work? Keep it in your heart. That is where faith is generated. 
Keep that word. Let me continue. For they will prolong your what? Your life and yes, and bring you what? Peace and what? Prosperity. When you keep God's word in your heart, these three things happen to you. It gives you long life, it gives you peace, and it gives you prosperity. Say, my son, there are many things that will fight against you. That will fight against your prosperity. That will fight against your health. But keep my word there. In that seed of word in your heart, there is health. He sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and did what? Healed them and delivered them from what? Their destruction. So the word has the ability to protect you, to deliver you, and to preserve you, and to heal you. So keep God's word in your heart so that there will be what? Say long life. Say long life. And what? Peace. Peace and what? Prosperity. Prosperity. I think there's nobody here who says I don't like these three things. All of you want these three things. They are from God and there's a principle you can obtain them and get them. Keep the word of God in your heart. It's going to give you what? Long life. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Prosperity. Let love and what? Say love and faithfulness. Let love and faithfulness never what? Leave you. But there are, it means that love can depart from you. To be faithful. You will be tested so much that you don't be faithful again. Some of you, you've been coming to check, coming to you. Don't let those things leave you. You've been giving and doing good and serving God in your life. You don't seem to get anything. Still remain what? Faithful. Don't faint. God wants faithful people who will serve him faithfully. Not those who want to serve him when they are serving him because of something. Serve him. If you get a husband, God bless you. Even if the, if the husband doesn't come, still do what? Serve him. Serve him in good times. Serve him in bad times. Serve him in every situation. Be faithful to the end. We need faithful Christians, full of faith, that in spite of what is happening, I will still hold on to my faith. Be faithful to the end. He said, these are the things. Look at it. Love is a key, is a law. The new law Christ gave to us. He said, I've given you a new law, and this is a new law. That the law is that the, all the law, the Ten Commandments, they hang on love. Love for God and love for your neighbor. 
that is a summary of our Ten Commandments. If you have this love, you are no longer under the Ten Commandments. But I will not go and steal your goat if I love you. I will not take your wife if I love you. I will not kill you if I love you. You mention all the laws and see whether you can do that to your loved one. I will not steal your money if I love you. Love covers a lot of things. In fact, if we love our nation, we'll be faithful with whatever we do. We will not take the national money and put it into our pocket for children to die at the hospital, for things not to happen, for roads to be destroyed, not to be able to be repaired, so that people get accident and die. Their blood will be on your head. When you love, love will always want to give up. So love and faithfulness, they attract favor. Okay, let me finish my lesson. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will what? Win what? Win what? Favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. You will win what? We want to win. It's a battle. A battle of favor. How do we win that battle of favor? It is love and faithfulness. Then it can attract favor unto you. People may call you a fool when you become faithful. But let me tell you, is going to attract favor to you one day. I told you there was one man who was very faithful in selling his company. And the people will tell him, is it your father's work? Some were building houses out of it because there are loopholes you can take. And the guy is trying to block all the loopholes. He became the enemy of the people. His boss moved him from the because he was becoming a, an obstruction and a block. 
trying to trouble. You know, righteousness will always rule. When you are doing what is right, even your big boss fear you. They moved me somewhere, and he was still there. Then eventually, uh, he has to be uh, uh, dispatched to go home. With children, is that faithfulness? Sometimes he will even travel. The money he will take, what he spent, he will come and calculate the pepe. And they say, hey, you are exposing us. The people think that he's exposing them. Why is that? You alone, you went with the same money and you came with this. And you brought the balance. Eventually, he was taken out. Then, I think that company was sold. They ran down it and bought. Those people bought. The same people bought the company. And do you know when they wanted somebody to run the company, they said the guy. When it was this, they wanted a faithful person. When it is the government one, they want a thief. So they knew the writing. It gave him favor. He told them, I am going to do the writing here. What is right is what I will do. They said, that is why we are bringing you here. We know when we bring you here, you will pluck all the holes. That's how selfish human beings are. Then he gave his price. Because faithfulness has a price. If you can get somebody faithful like me, that's why I said, go and employ him. But if you want somebody like me, it's not only my mind, I have what I call faithfulness. And that's why you are looking for me. This is the price of it. And they calculated that yes, let's pay him that price because what we will lose is more than what he will preserve for us. So faithfulness attracts what? If you are a servant, serve faithfully. Sometimes faithful servants, when their masters are dying, give them gift, even more than sons. Remain faithful. Then you will obtain and win what is called favor from what? God and what? Man. Then you will win favor and what? Good name where? In the sight of what? A man. Favor is great. Good name is a key. Bad name is a padlock.
A name can open a door, and a name can close a door. Sometimes you mention your name, I am this man's son, immediately the gate is closed. Bah. You mention a name and attach yourself to somebody and the opportunity close. Sometimes you go there and you are talking, the person is just regarding. You mention a certain name, as he, he, the face change, and it begins to treat you like some listen. It opens doors. Good name will open good doors for you. So you obtain favor and obtain what? Good name in the sight of God and man. I would wish to have a good name more than money. You can get all the money in this world. And when they say you're wicked, you're finished. When you have a bad name, you're finished. When you're blacklisted by God and men, you're finished. When your company is has a bad name, they blacklist it. Wherever it goes, the gate close. But when you have a good name and reputation, wherever it enters, whatever work or whatever contract they want to enter into, people open up. So I pray that members of this church will attract what? A good name and what? And favor. Say good name and favor. See, favor is what makes somebody choose you without reasons. That's what happened to Esther. He wasn't qualified to become what? The queen. She wasn't the only person. She wasn't the only virgin that was presented to the king. Even her background should disqualify her. But favor, favor. The king loved Esther more than all other women. Something happened. She saw Esther, and this king started melting. Or Nanit is a candle. Attract what? And I showed you one thing that you can do to what? To attract favor. If you read through the Bible, you'll find those who obtained favor had that love, have that faithfulness. And one of the examples is uh, uh, Noah. Noah, while everybody was Doing it, he remains still faithful in his mind. And they say, and Noah found favor in the sight of God. And when you are favored, when people are, something evil comes, it separates you from them. 
What kills, what destroys businesses, lifts your business up. The water that killed people elevated Noah. The more the water goes up, the higher his boat goes up. Favor will lift you. Favor will raise you. Favor will make it faster than ever before. I pray that you will obtain divine favor, uncommon favor in your life. God bless all of you. I go with this favor. Even though time is gone, within, I want us to use about five minutes to pray that God will favor us. He hears the voice of people who obtain favor. You see the blind Bartimaeus? He had favor. When he was crying, people said, shut up. People said, shut up. Blind man, you have sinned. Your mother is a thief. Your father stole a chicken. They were giving reason why he became decent. But he caught the attention of Christ and just said, bring him. Immediately, Jesus said, the favor fell upon him. Everything. How? How? How are you? They said they should, we should bring you. Everybody was, was on the side of Bartimaeus. Today, I want you to pray. Pray that God, I need your favor. Hey, the world we are in today, you need favor to break through. There are many things that are happening which it takes favor to break through. You are not destroyed. No matter how hard you are pushed to the wall, favor will raise you up. Favor will set you free. Favor will make you what God says you are. Pray for favor. Pray that God favor me. God favor me. God favor me. And favor me. And that was what others prayed for. The favor of God, pray for the favor of God to rest upon you, to come upon you. That God, look where I am and favor me. You need God's favor in your health. You need God's favor in your business. You need God's favor in your work with him. You need God's favor even in your Christian life. You need God's favor to be able to take care of your children. You need God's favor upon your children, upon your business, upon your health. Pray, I want you to pray. This shall be your prayer. If it's a desire in your heart, you will pray all your heart out that God favor me. You will cry out like blind Bartimaeus. He did not care about whoever is sitting by him. Or he said, look, I need that favor from you. So favor me that my armies receive my sight. And indeed, he received. Yes, Nicodemus thought he was so sinful that he had to climb a tree. He wanted to see Jesus, but the favor came upon him. The one who was sitting on a tree then cried and said, and Jesus said, come down today favor have come to you, so I am going to your house. You will not chase me. I will come to your house. Favor is coming to you. Favor is coming to your place. Favor is coming to your place. 
It is a favor that lifted a young girl like Mary from nothing and made her the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is favor, and that same favor will rest upon you. Until today, the name of Mary has not stopped. We respect that name. Pray. Favor is coming. Grace is coming upon your life. And Noah found favor. At this time, we need favor. We need grace to stand. Our Heavenly Father, there are some who are sick. There are some who need miracles. There are some who think they don't deserve to receive your miracle. Lord, let your favor reach out to them. Touch them. Make them fruitful. Lift them. Use them. Give them favor and good name wherever they enter. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. And from today, look at yourself. Look at yourself. Not somebody. Look at yourself. Tell yourself, I'm blessed and highly favored. Oh, you didn't say it well. If somebody meets you and say, you are cursed, tell the person. If someone says, you can't make it, what do you say? So go through this week being blessed and having high figures. Amen.